if you've not already followed us on any of our social media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at na.victorychurch, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. 1 Peter 4 verse 12 said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So there's fiery trials and uh, sufferings. The glory of God's revealed, and then there's exceeding joy. Verse 14, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Let's put our Bibles down, clap our hands unto the Lord, and thank God for his precious word today. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Simply like to preach for a little while today, fiery trials, fiery trials. The writer said, think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you. Everybody say, try you. You know, before you ever build a building, especially those that erect a building made of steel, such as we are in today, before they ever brought this steel to the job site, before they ever put gasoline in the cranes to lift these large beams above our head. There was somebody in a uh, facility somewhere that took those beams or one exactly like it, Brother Gerald, and they tried it. They put it to test. They put a weight load on it. They made sure that it would bear the burden. They made sure that it would withhold and withstand the wind, the rain, the, the snow, the ice, the uh, test of time, if you will. There was some trying 
that was put to that material before it ever got to the job site. The reason that was because they did not want us to be sitting here today and a roof fall in. They did not want hundreds of people damaged and, and, and uh, dead because of their lack of uh, ingenuity and their lack of seeing that their product was worth and would stand what it said it would stand. Is it any different that God would not take his church and make sure that we are ready to stand the test of time. You, as a parent, as you raise your children, there are times that you let them stand alone. There are times as they are learning to walk that you even let them fall. There are times when they're riding their bicycle that you let go, knowing good and well that somewhere along the way, they will topple and fall. Knowing there's going to be some skint knees and knowing that uh, there may be some minor injuries, but you know that they have to go through some things to prepare them for real life. If they can't toddle along in the living room on the carpet floor, they'll never be able to walk down the, the, the paved streets and the concrete driveways. They'll never be able to endure. If, if they can't uh, uh, be subjected to a few scratches and bruises uh, along the way, they'll never be able to step outside the wall. You cannot raise a bubble boy. Amen. They have to gradually get immune to mosquito bites and wasp stings and scratches and scrapes and cuts and bruises and, and falls. And they endure those minor things, but it makes them much stronger in the end. Growing up as a, a young child, we did not have the government to protect us. We slept in the back windows of the cars going down the road. Anybody been there? We rode without seat belts. We slept in floorboards. We rode in the back of pickup trucks. We ate dirt. We licked lead paint. Amen. We, we, we did all of the above. And here we are. We survived. Amen. But if you do not go against some adversity, you're not going to get any stronger. Those of you that go to the gym, when you lift weights, it is not your goal to lift the same weight every time you go in there. You do not start out with something feather light and say, man, I can lift weights. I, I, am, I am all that. I'm just going to be here every day, 15 pounds. Give it to me. Watch this. No. You get in there, Brother Tyler, and the first thing you do is you find out what you can lift, and then you say, put a little more on there because I've got to stretch this muscle. 
I've got to tear it apart so that when it grows back, it comes back a little bigger. And then before long, you're ripped. Is that what you call it? I won't, I'm not going to show you. Amen. Because you've gone through some trial, some adversity, something that hurt a little bit. And the writer is talking to the church and he said, don't think it's strange that you are in some fiery trials. Now I've got other words for what we're going through right now in 2020, but we won't use them right here. We'll just call it fiery trials. Amen. But you know what? When all this came about and even as we get further into it, we are scratching our heads and saying, this is strange. Has anybody seen the sign on the door yet? The coin shortage. That's not strange. That's ridiculous. Amen. If there was really a coin shortage, they'd go house to house and clean out your couch for you. We all got jars at home with plenty of coins in them. We could pay the national debt with our coins. But we are in strange times. And the government and whoever the powers that be are doing some strange things to condition this world for some greater changes that are to come. But I'm here to serve notice uh, on the devil today that we as the church of the living God, we are awake and we realize that it is not strange that we are facing some fiery trials. It is not strange because we've read the book and we know that we are in perilous times and that we are living in the last days. And this is the beginning of the end. And if you think one little virus is bad, you just hang on, sis, because it's going to get worse. If you think a coin shortage is strange, you just hang on until they tell you none of the money you have in your pocket is worth anything. You just hang on for a little bit longer. Think it not strange that you are in some fiery trials. Amen. This ain't Kansas anymore. Amen. This ain't your grandma's church. Amen. This is a new era. This is a new day. I began to think as I was preparing this and I thought about, uh, you know, people, uh, I, I guess back in the day, I, I don't know, they were a lot tougher than, than we are. I know that when we came out of the brush arbor days, how many of you ever been in a brush arbor or an outdoor meeting? Amen. How many of you had to be in brush arbor meetings? Telling your age now, Sister Debbie. Amen. Well, that, that was a thing. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You don't even know what a brush arbor is, do you? Sound like a country band, don't it? Appearing this Saturday night, brush arbor and Dixie Chicks, the courthouse square. No. It's where they had church outside, and they just took some literally brush 
and, and piled it up on, as, a, as a roof and got outside and had church. And they had mosquitoes and they had lanterns on the outside. That's all they had. They, they wasn't trying to impress anybody. They wasn't, they wasn't going rogue or primitive. They, that's just the best they could do. They'd cut down logs and, 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 and set on logs for, for chairs called brush arbor meetings. Maybe if they were real fancy, they'd get some sawdust and put around the front so that when you kneel down at the altar, folks actually kneel down at the altar then. And, and, and if you kneel down, you wouldn't get so dirty because it was sawdust instead of dirt and mud. Brush arbors. But we grew up and we had buildings and, and, and we began to think about the brush arbor days. And, and I'll be honest, I thought, man, that had to be horrible. Had mosquitoes and flies and gnats. And, and I even heard the stories, Brother Mike, that people would come by and throw rotten tomatoes at the, at the preacher. Sister Norma, you remember some of those days. And I thought, man, that was horrible. For to have to, to be out preaching and, and singing and trying to worship God and people coming by and, and throwing things at you. But I'll tell you, what, what we're facing today, I'd gladly take rotten tomatoes. Amen. I, I would think that was a picnic. Amen. But let me tell you, fiery trials are nothing new. Amen. As a matter of fact, the fiery trial is in reference uh, to when an artificer uh, began to shape and to mold and to make instruments in that day. When they began to make weapons or tools, uh, they would take a piece of iron and they would have to put it in the fire. And, <coughs> excuse me. They would have to take a, a hammer and, and an anvil and as that fire would get that metal hot it would get it pliable and soft and then they were able to mold it and to bend it and they would beat on it and they would hammer it until brother white they got it in the exact shape that they wanted it in could it be that a fiery trial that god has sent our way in 2020 is god putting us on the anvil and he's trying to hammer us into the position and and into the shape maybe he's saying church we need another move of God church we need another Azusa Street church we need another revival of a heart oh my God we need more than skill we need more than talent we need more than harmony we need more than great lights and padded chairs we need more amen and then technology we need an old-fashioned move of the Holy Ghost amen there may have been a many previous secret prayer for growth and grace and usefulness and the answer has come in the use of fire foul and hammer wielded by God amen through furnished by the hatred of the sons of men there is no other way of eliminating much of the selfish of our nature other than to have it beat out through the fire and the hammer of 
of an almighty God. I say, God, let it burn. I say, God, put me in the fire. God, get a hold of me today. Children of Israel had to go through the wilderness to get to the promise. There was, no, there was a shortcut, but God didn't allow it. You ever looked at the map? Go to, go to the maps right now, not now. But go to the back of your Bible. There's maps back there. It'll show you where the children of Israel went to get to the promised land. I began to look at that. They didn't even have to cross the Red Sea, Brother Mike. They didn't even have to cross the River of Jordan. They had a straight shot to the promised land if God would have allowed it. But the Bible said that, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 12. Let us just be reminded that in our fiery trials, that when we face situations, when we are in situations that we don't know what to do, where to go, that we must hold to God. Jeremiah 12 and 4 said, How long shall the land mourn and the herbs of the field wither? For the wickedness of them that dwell therein, the beasts are consumed and the birds, because they said, he shall not see our last end. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trust, trustest they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? For even thy brethren and the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee. Yea, they have called a multitude after thee. Believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee. He said, If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how can thou contend with horses? In other words, if you can't keep up with a few men that are marching along, how are you going to do when they come by on horseback? How are you going to be able to stay in the race? Let me ask you, church, if we can't stand up, amen, through a small what they call pandemic, you may not think it's small, but I'm telling you, this could be a lot worse. This is not the bubonic plague. Now, I know the news media would like for you to think it is. Let me tell you, let me just let you in on a little secret. The reason the numbers have gone up in people testing positive is because the number of testings have gone up. If you test 100 people and 20 people test positive, and then the next week, you test 1,000 people and 30 people test positive. The numbers haven't gone up. The testing has gone up. The percentage is actually lower. 
So they won't tell you that, and I'm not, I'm not belittling. I'm telling you this thing is real. It's dangerous. There are people that it will affect, uh, and it will knock you in the middle of nowhere. There are others that, that will get it, and they'll cough a few times and go on. I've heard stories on top of stories. You've read them, and you've heard the good, the bad, the ugly, and I don't know who all is, is trying to, to, to uh, uh, do whatever because of this, uh, and I'm not here to debate that with you. I'm just telling you that it's not the end of the world, uh, and things could be a lot worse. And if we cannot pray and serve God in the middle of this crisis, uh, if we cannot walk uh, with the footman, uh, amen, what are we going to do when the horsemen come? Uh, what are you going to do uh, when they hold a gun to your head uh, and say, do you believe in the name of Jesus? Uh, what are you going to do uh, when they ask you to deny your faith? Uh, amen. Uh, if you cannot go through a small uh, fiery trial, uh, if you cannot stand uh, on the word of God uh, through troubled times uh, and temptuous waters uh, what on earth are you going to do uh, when he demands uh, that you stand for the name of Jesus uh, because there is coming a day uh, when they will require of you uh, to either proclaim the name of Jesus uh, or give your life uh, and if you can't live for him uh, you're not going to die for him Amen. Proverbs 24 and 10 said, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. You ain't got much Holy Ghost uh, if you can't stand up, uh, amen, and fight through a little bit of adversity. Amen. I'm not just talking about the coronavirus right now. There's some people who won't come to church because of a toe ache. may be seated let me tell you Christ church has survived through her power to endure the church of the living God is not here today because it was made up of a bunch of wimps and sissies Amen. You go all the way back to the early church. Uh, you go back to the patriarchs of the Old Testament. Uh, and let me tell you, honey, uh, there has always been a fiery trial. Uh, there has always been a test. Uh, there has always been something to push back. Amen. The mustard seed planted with tears and watered with blood uh, stood the hazard of every storm. Uh, its grip, tenacity, uh, the soil, uh, and its roots have ground around rocks uh, and reared its head even a little higher uh, and spread out its branches uh, ever a little further. Uh, and when the tempest came, uh, it held for its very life uh, and it has never uh, uh, rested uh, and it has ever uh, kept growing. The church of the living God is on a firm foundation and will stand the test of time. The question is, will I be in it? Will I be a part of it? Will I be a part? Will I stand through the fiery trial? Amen. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Proverbs 24 and 10, you need to write that down. Go back to the children of Israel. 
Exodus 13, 17, it came to pass when Pharaoh let the people go, God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. It was a shortcut. But let me tell you, there's no shortcut living for God. I know the church world, the religious world, would like for you to believe there's a shortcut to heaven, that you can take the easy street. Amen. But he said God would not let them go, although that way was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. It's raining in case anybody's wondering. Amen. But God said there's a shortcut to get from Egypt to the promised land. But if I let you take that shortcut... Some of you are going to get discouraged and go back to Egypt. Woo. If you don't get far enough away from the world, you'll be tempted to go back when things get rough. He said, if I let you take a shortcut, and if you go by the way of the Philistines, the moment Goliath pulls out his sword and begins to say, ho, 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 you'll tuck your tail and run back. He said, the moment you begin to see fighting, you're going to head back. Let me tell you, when you get in the church of the living God, you better strap on your sword. You better get your helmet of salvation. You better get your shield of faith. You better gird up your loins with truth. You better get your feet shod with the gospel of peace because you're in a battle now. We're on a battleship, not a cruise liner. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. You better say, I came to fight. I come to walk through the fiery trial. Amen. Sometimes your journey may be hard and long, but God said it could have been worse. Amen. Weariness is better than war. Drought's better than death. Hunger's better than a holocaust. God said you just hang on, people. You may get thirsty out there, but at least it's not the land of the giants. At least there's not a fight going on. Uh, amen. You just got a dry taste in your mouth. Uh, and if you'll listen to God, I'll get you some water. Oh, but that water's bitter. You just follow the man of God. He'll make the bitter sweet. Uh, oh, but I'm getting hungry. Uh, you just trust in God. Uh, there's manna on the way. Uh, oh, but I'm getting weary. Uh, just keep on walking. Uh, oh, but I'm getting hot. Uh, hey, there's a cloud coming. Uh, oh, I'm getting cold tonight. Uh, hey, there's a pillar of fire on the way. Uh, I'm telling you, you may be in the wilderness, uh, but God is in the middle of the wilderness. Uh, just keep on walking. Uh, and don't think it's strange that you're in some fiery trial. Amen. Too much comfort and we'll cease to continue. Too much comfort and you will cease to continue. 
When you get comfortable, you go to sleep. Amen. I don't guess I've ever fallen asleep walking. Some of you might have. I have fallen asleep driving. But you know why? I was comfortable. Temperature was just right. The hum of the road was just perfect. Amen. The music was just right. Seat was comfortable. You get too comfortable and you'll quit going forward. You'll keep quit pressing on. Amen. That's what happens if we're not careful in our Christian walk. The devil wants you to get comfortable where you are with God. So you cease to continue to seek after God. And see, that's the problem. Some people get comfortable away from God. Some people used to be over here real close to God. And the devil said, just get comfortable there. And they got comfortable. And the next thing you know, they were just a little bit further from God, but they were still comfortable because he's still here. I can still reach out, still touch him, still feel him, still see him. And then the devil just keeps easing you. Well, I'm uh, still a good distance. I'm okay. I, at least I'm not over there. I still see God. And the devil just keeps on. And your comfort zone begins to bring you just a little bit further from God. Before long, you, you don't hardly know you're moving. If I wasn't making this point, some of you wouldn't even recognize that, that I'm making, making steps in that direction. And the next thing you know, the devil has you so far from God, and you're still comfortable. You can come to the house of God. You can sit down in a mighty move of God like we had a moment ago and never shed a tear and never raise your hands uh, and never feel the presence of God uh, and it does not bother you. Why? Because you have become comfortable uh, away from God uh, and God says it's time uh, that you walk through a fiery trial uh, and realize uh, that I've got to shake you a little bit. Uh, i got to hammer you a little bit. Uh, you know what I say? Uh, I say God bring it on. Uh, bring a pandemic. Uh, bring an, e uh, an economic earthquake if you have to. Uh, bring whatever it takes. Uh, we need to be moved. Uh, we need to be shaken. Uh, America needs revival. Uh, we are too comfortable uh, away from God. Amen. If persecution stops, you listen to this. You guys want to tweet something, tweet this. If persecution stops, it's because the world quits being the world or the church has quit being the church. Because they've never meant to get along. God didn't create the church to be like the world. We've gone through a phase in America 
and I guess it's probably worldwide, I don't know. But I know the American church has gone through a phase where the church has become worldly and the world has become churchy. And now there's, there, there's no dividing line. And now you don't know the difference. You don't know who's who, what's what. Amen. Let me, let, me, let me let you in on a secret. Prosperity was the promise of the Old Testament. But persecution was the message of the New Testament. So, oh no, Jesus said, let me come unto me. Oh, you're weary, heavy laden. I'll give, uh, I'll give you life and life more abundantly. Check this, Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Peter began to say unto him, lo, we've left all to follow thee. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren, sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. He said, oh yeah, you're going, you're going to reap some benefits. You're going to have brothers. Man, look around here, all the brothers and sisters you got. You may, you may have lost your family, your earthly family, but you got tons of brothers and sisters, houses and lands, but it's going to come with persecution. And in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last first. You see, the fire will test you and purify you. Fiery trials are for your own good. You see, an eagle will never learn to fly if the mother leaves the nest comfortable. You know what an eagle does? Builds a massive nest. All kind of sticks and, and, and branches and briars and all kind of things and weaves that thing together. And then begins to bring in hay and straw to soften it up a little bit. And then on top of that begins to get feathers and, and, and the softness of life and begins to feather down that, that nest for those newborn baby eagles. And the moment they hatch, they feel the plushness and the softness, the inside of that nest. And they are so comfortable and mom begins to feed them and they begin to grow and they begin to nurture. But before long, it's time for them to leave the nest. And mom begins to pull out those feathers one by one. And before long, it's some prickly straw that's underneath them. And they have to move around a little bit to get comfortable because they can't lay in one place and it's not like it used to be. And now they got to stand up and try their feet out. And, and, and it's just not, not as comfortable as it was when I was a babe. And, and then mom begins to pull the straw out. Uh, and, and, and things been there. now we begin to feel the prickle of, of, of the of the tree limbs and the, the thorns and the things that are beneath them. Uh, and before 
long they become so uncomfortable uh, that they can no longer stay in the nest uh, and they must take flight. Uh, I'm here to tell you God uh, may be trying to get the church to a place uh, that we are not comfortable in this home any longer. Uh, we are not comfortable in this world. Uh, amen. He may have to take away some cars and houses. Uh, he may have to take away uh, some hobbies and sports. Uh, he may have to take away some eating places. Uh, he may have to take away some of the comforts uh, that we have enjoyed uh, so that we will spread our wings uh, and prepare to fly because God's got something better uh, in store for the church. Amen. Let me tell you, if you can stand the test of time, you're the real deal. Only the strong survive. But he said, think it not strange. Think it not strange, but rejoice. Amen. Why do you know the names of guys like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? It wasn't because they had an easy life and they went with the flow and they complied to all the laws of the land. The reason we know and we heard about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is because they said, we're going to stand. When everybody else bows, we're going to stand. Daniel said, when the king says, I can't pray, I'm going to keep praying. Amen. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people that live during the day of Daniel's time. We don't know anything about him, but we know about Daniel because he was strong enough to stand in a fiery trial. He was strong enough to defy the king's order and said, I'm going to pray to my God. I'm telling you, don't think it's strange that the government may try to shut the churches down. Don't think it's strange that in California they say you can't sing let me tell you don't think it's strange when you hear about them marching in and taking them to jail we've already had one of our pastors in jail I saw on the news just this past week where there were protesters in front of a church protesting and the police came and told the people that were coming to the church, it'd be best for you not to go into the church. Let me tell you, we are in perilous times. Don't look for it to get any better. The devil knows the power in the name of Jesus. The devil knows that what we've come together and done today, amen, is standing against his kingdom. He knows that when we're in your, we are united, uh, when the power of God is moving in your life, uh, he doesn't stand a chance. Uh, and if he can use some outside force, uh, if he can use a protester, uh, if he can use a law, uh, if he can use a mandate uh, to shut down the name of Jesus, uh, I'm telling you, the devil is still the devil, uh, and he's not going to play fair, uh, and he's not going to play nice. Uh, so quit thinking it's strange. Uh, that we're going through a fiery trial. Uh, it's been happening since the beginning of time. Amen. The wisest man on earth in Ecclesiastes 3.15 said, that which hath been is now. In other words, it's happened before. And that which is to be hath already been. 
There's no new thing under the sun. Did Joshua stay home because there were walls? Did David retreat at the voice of Goliath? Did Daniel quit praying because there was a decree? Did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bow down? Did the apostles silence the name of Jesus? Amen. Let me tell you, this civil unrest, uh, this pandemic, this shaky economy, uh, it's no new thing. Uh, it's nothing strange. Uh, it's just the devil uh, trying to work. Uh, it's the devil trying to stop the kingdom of God. Uh, amen. Just because you hadn't seen it in your lifetime uh, or in your region doesn't mean uh, that it's never existed. Uh, just welcome to the real world. Uh, it's God uh, versus Satan. Uh, it's good versus evil. Uh, amen. This is not strange. Uh, this is life. Uh, just get ready to fight. Uh, get ready to go through the fiery trial. Get ready to come out on the other side. Amen. Now let me point this out. I'm going to try to quit. He said if you suffer as a Christian, you're suffering for obeying the word of God if you're suffering because of your life for Christ if you suffer because you choose to worship the one true God if you suffer because you stand for the name of Jesus do you notice he brought out the other side of that also he said now if you're because if you're suffering because you're a murderer or an adulterer or meddling in somebody else's business. That's what he said. He said, you're on your own with that. That's your stupidity. You know, some people, some people, I don't know if I got time to go into that or not. Some people bring stuff on their self. They don't need getting out fighting for a cause that, that, that you don't have a dog in the race. My son's got a saying, not my circus, not my monkeys. Sometimes it's not your circus. You don't have to get involved. Sometimes you just, you just let the sleeping dog lie. Amen? But when it comes to the name of Jesus, when it comes to worshiping God, you better take a stand. And if you're persecuted and you're in fiery trials because of, of being a Christian, then, then that's a different, different story. Now I'll try to wrap it up. He said, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, then what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel? Let me tell you, if judgment's going to start with the house of God, he said, what's it going to be like for those that are not obeying the gospel? I'm telling you, we got to hold on to the book. We, we got to obey this thing. We got to get in this thing. Every, every word, every line, every jot, every tittle, we, we, we got, we've got to obey. For he said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit 
the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Let's stand together. You see, judgment has began at the house of God. God provides for his church, for his own house, for his family. Just as a man will provide for his family, so God provides for the church. Just like a man will protect his house, so will God protect his people. He'll be a wall of fire. He'll be a defense. He'll be a hedge around us. And then he said, when his glory is revealed, you'll be glad with exceeding great joy. I'm telling you, I believe it'll be in our lifetime that God's glory is going to be revealed. I believe we're going to see the coming of the Lord. So don't think it's strange that we're in a fiery trial. Just say, God, help me. Give me strength. Let me be a little stronger. Because if you live a little bit longer, you're going to, you're going to face something a little bit harder. If you can't make it through this, you're not going to make it through the next step. If you can't find your way through these uncharted waters, you're going to have trouble when the real storm hits. Oh, God. Can we bow our heads together as they begin to sing? God, I want your strength. I want your help today. Would you pray that God give you strength? Would you pray that God give us wisdom? That you pray that God...